Hey, Katie. Hey, Ben. So, remember the last episode when we were talking about eigenfaces? Eigenfaces, that's so cool. We're going to talk a little bit more today about uh, an example of where eigenfaces fall flat on their eigenfaces. I'm Ben Jaffe. I'm Katie Malone. And you're listening to Linear Digressions. That was a dumb joke. I'm sorry. That's okay. I liked it. So, just to sum up, when you do principal component analysis on pictures of people's faces, you get eigenfaces. That's right. Which are these mathematical simplifications of these otherwise very complicated and, and computationally difficult to process things called images, right? Yeah. And then you put these eigenfaces into a machine learning algorithm and boom, you have a machine learning driven facial recognition. Cool. So what I wanted to talk today about, now that we have, uh, now that everybody's an expert in eigenfaces, let me ask you a few questions then. Okay. Um, let's say you're a computer. You don't really know what a human face is. You're just really good at, um, let's say your entire training corpus has been mugshots. So it's pictures of people. They're taking their, their faces right in the middle of the image. They're not smiling. They're well lit. Are these like most of the pictures that you actually see on like, say, your, from your, your camping trip this weekend? Uh, no, uh, actually, I, I didn't go on a camping trip this week, and that's why. But uh, so, 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 yeah, if I were a machine that was trained on just mugshots, I could imagine a bunch of problems. One is I wouldn't necessarily be able, I might be con- confounded by smiles. I might mm-hmm. be confounded by maybe people looking slightly to the side rather than entirely at a 90 degree angle. Uh, I might be confounded by people tilting their head or being upside down. I might be confused by bad lighting or sharp angular angular lighting. Yeah, you've hit all of them. So when we uh, when we machine learning experts first started working on uh, computer like facial recognition, they amassed these big data sets where they basically asked people to come in. They took a picture. It looks a lot like a mugshot of just you standing against the wall. And this is something that's pretty easy to to deal with if you're a computer. But yeah, if you have things like variation in facial expression, in lighting, there can be shadows across the face. They could have sunglasses on. They could have a different haircut. There's all kinds of stuff that can go on. And of course, that's a much more real world situation. Turns out that eigenfaces are actually, I mean, they're they're pretty good in this situation, but we're going to talk about a different algorithm that actually does much better when there's some of this natural noise that you get in the data set. I, okay, I was hoping that they would fall on their icon faces, like, you know, be an embarrassment to someone or something. Yeah, um, so this is this is the thing that I love about, uh, there's this, this paper um, about icon faces, and then the other algorithm that we'll be talking about is Fisher faces. Fisher faces, okay. Yeah, so Fisher faces are based on what's called a Fisher linear discriminant which is another uh, type of machine learning algorithm that you can use. Uh, Remember when we were talking about eigenfaces, we said the eigenface is going to be sort of the composite feature in the data that maximizes the variance that you get. Okay, so trying to distill the most variation into a relatively few number of features. Exactly. But you can see how if, say, half of your pictures were taken at night or half of your pictures were taken with a kind of weird lighting angle, a computer could very easily, uh, if you're putting it into um, PCA, you're finding the eigenface. The computer might pick that out as the the feature of maximal variance. Oh, and it might say, oh, well, we have these pictures of Katie at a camping trip, and we have these pictures of Ben at the beach, and maybe we can identify Ben by if the lighting in the image is good. Exactly. So exactly. that's that's no good because yeah, so once, I go on camping trips too, just not last weekend. <laughs> right, right. So once you start introducing these other completely valid sources of variation, 
your eigen face method can accidentally, you know, train itself to pick those out instead of actually who are the people in the pictures. All right, so I, I want to hear about these Fisher face things. So Fisher faces are built on top of a Fisher linear discriminant. And the idea of a Fisher linear discriminant is that you're trying to do um, two things at once. It's a supervised learning algorithm. And what it does is it projects out a single dimension in the data that does two things at the same time. It tries to minimize the variance within a class. So sort of all of the things that are in a class together are clustered as tightly together as they can be. Okay. And that the distance between the two classes is maximized. So let me give you a little bit of an analogy for a Fisher linear discriminant. Let's imagine that you're trying to, you have, you have two classes of data. It's a supervised learning algorithm now. And you're trying to pick out men in your sample from the women. Okay. And you have three features that are available to you. You have uh, the, the length of the person's hair, you have how tall they are, and you have what they ate for lunch yesterday, right? So the idea of a Fisher linear discriminant is how tall they are will give you some information, how long their hair is will give you some other information. You can find some combination of those two features that actually makes it so that the women are tightly clustered with other women, the men are tightly clustered with other men. So all the people who are tall and have short hair, they're all kind of in there together. Yeah. Um, short with, with long hair, those are the women. And that there's a lot of distance between the cluster of people who are short and have long hair, your women, and the people who are tall and have short hair. Okay, I see. So, so basically those two features, the height and the length of the hair, have a lot of... Uh, there's a big group over here and a big group over there. Yeah, either one of them individually, you could get some sort of misclassified data points. But when you take them together, that you're, it's actually pretty unambiguous. Okay, so wh where's point. the lunch thing come in? So the lunch, yeah, the point of lunch is basically that your Fisher linear discriminant is also going to be throwing out any information that potentially isn't useful. And I should also emphasize with a Fisher linear discriminant, you only get one dimension out, basically. So imagine mm -hmm. then a picture that looks something like this. Mm -hmm. You have, it's a scatter plot of your men and your women, and the men are sort of, let's say, red squares, and the women are, are blue dots. And so all the men are going to be kind of up in a cluster in the upper right-hand corner of your scatter plot where they have the short hair, and they have the, and they're tall. Um, the women are going to be sort of down in the lower left-hand corner with their long right. hair and they're short. And so if you just took, if you just looked at like sort of the y-axis by itself, you might have, you know, some women that are sort of on the left and some men that are sort of on the right, but they're going to bleed together in the middle. And you get the same thing on the hair length, right? You might have some dudes who have long hair, you have women who have short hair, and so there's going to be a region that's in the middle. So you have some ambiguity when you look at the one dimension, for example, there. Right, but what you can do to give yourself much less ambiguity is you can say, instead of just looking at just the x by itself or just the y by itself, I'm going to draw a line. I get one line that I'm allowed to draw. I'm going to draw a diagonal line, and then I'm going to sort of reorient myself so that now all my data points are along this diagonal line. So you have okay, got it. So, so you're basically collapsing all of your different features into one feature. Exactly. You're trying to find the maximal distance between these clusters while collapsing these various... Right, right. So you're trying to make the clusters as small as possible. You don't want them smeared out because that makes it easy for them to bleed into each other. And you want them to be far away from each other. So that sounds like something that a machine learning algorithm could do. And if you take the what they ate for lunch feature, that doesn't seem to be very useful for doing what you are saying we want to do, which is maximize the distance between these clusters and also making them as tight as possible. Right. 
Right. So this is this is the rough algorithm of Fisher linear discriminant. So it has two big differences between the the Fisher linear discriminant and the eigen the eigenfaces as I see it. One is that a Fisher discriminant is a supervised learning algorithm. And so you've got people actually going through and giving it some labels. Uh, yeah, that you have labeled data sets. So it has it has that sort of cheat basically that it knows what the right answer is and it can pick a direction that doesn't just maximize the variance, but maximizes sort of the separation between the two classes. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. But the trade-off with this is that you only get one direction. With eigenfaces, you can pick sort of as many eigenfaces as you want. And so many times you take from a million dimensions, you might go down to 100. Uh, with a Fisher linear discriminant, you go from a million to one. And so that one has to be really good. Oh, wow. So this is, and this is why it's a really interesting question, right? Which one works better? Because it's not totally clear. Interesting. So it seems like there would be pros and cons to both of these. It just depends on your data set and what you're trying to get out of your data set. And with facial recognition, it seems that eigenfaces don't actually perform as well as Fisher faces in general. Is that right? So that's the conclusion of this, of this paper, yeah. So um, in particular, they looked at the case where, as we were talking about at the beginning, you're, you have uh, uh, expressions, different expressions on the faces. You have different lighting on the faces. Um, if you're just looking at mugshots, eigenfaces do fine. But if you're in this slightly more challenging regime, yeah, they find that the Fisher faces actually do better than the eigenfaces in most of these situations. That's cool. It seems like facial recognition is a really, really difficult field too, because besides all of the different things we were talking about, there are things like, what if they're turned mostly away from you? Or you see maybe just their eye peeking around the corner. Like, are, how can we make algorithms that can account for all of these different things that happen in the real world, but aren't necessarily easy to simplify mathematically? So I think, I mean, this is an episode in and of itself. I'm sure we will get there soon. All right. Um, but a short answer to your question basically is that this is something that humans are really good at, right? Yeah, we're, we're really, really good with faces. Mm -hmm. um, so you can imagine if there's a machine learning algorithm that baked into the algorithm, it's mocking up the decision-making structure of your brain Ooh. that maybe it could do a particularly good job with something like facial recognition, speech recognition, another thing that we're really good at and that computers find really difficult. Um, yeah, stuff like that. So that's uh, that was the original inspiration for a whole class of algorithms called neural nets, and those can do some oh, really amazing things. I cannot wait to do an episode on neural nets. Dude, your mind is going to be blown. They're really, really cool. But in the meantime, even some of these simple things like PCA, um, a Fisher linear discriminant, um, these are things that you can understand, I think, in, a, in an afternoon, and you can be programming yourself within a week or so, starting from scratch. And so it's really exciting to see how well they work for how simple they are. That is really empowering to know. Linear Digressions is a podcast about data science and machine learning produced and recorded in the studios of Udacity, a company dedicated to education. We've got some awesome courses made by people like Katie and me in data science and other tech fields. We should also remind you that all views expressed during this program were those of the speakers and not of Udacity. This is a Creative Commons endeavor, which means you can share it any way you like. Just tell them we said hi. To find out more about this or any other episode of Linear Digressions, go to LinearDigressions.com. And if you don't mind, leave us a review on iTunes so other people get to listen to this content too. Thank you for being here. And we'll see you next time.